WeChat divorce. Catherine and I are so excited to introduce you to Kate, Sonia and Casey, two of the founding partners of Divorceify. Today, we're gonna to talk about the four early divorce mistakes and how to avoid them. But first, let's, let me introduce you to our guest. Sonia is a divorce litigator, a divorce coach, and a divorce survivor. She now dedicates her career to helping people going through divorce focus on building their future. She became a programmer and co-founded Divorceify to help people demystify the complexities of the divorce process. Casey is also a divorce litigator, turned divorce mediator, turned divorce innovator. Casey earned her bachelor's degree at Smith College and studied law at Georgetown University, where she was recognized for her excellence in clinical fieldwork in family law. Casey is admitted to practice law in New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Thanks for being here, Sonia and Casey. We're so excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you for having yes. us. Of course. Casey, do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about Divorceify? I would love to. So um, as you just mentioned, Karen, I started out my career in family law as a litigator, which means for those of people who are listening and are totally sure what litigation means, that basically means that you take your divorce to court. So you ask a judge to set a schedule um, where you're making regular court appearances. And although most people assume that ends in a full-blown trial, 95% of cases actually settle. So most of the time I was helping people try to settle out of court, um, but with the um, with the watchful eye of a judge, um, you know, setting the schedule for every step of the process. What I found in litigation was that that wasn't the best fit for me as a way to serve my clients. And so I was always trying to get people to settle rather than fight for like the, the every penny they could get because I felt like there was a real value in um, shortening the duration of the divorce and kind of salvaging whatever co-parenting relationship my client had to their um, soon-to-be ex-spouse going forward. So I ended up leaving litigation and forming my own practice in um, mediation. And around that time, I was looking for other people who were finding themselves unsatisfied with the divorce status quo. And that's when I met Sonia and our, our third co-founder, Tali. All three of us are attorneys and working moms. And, you know, we all wanted to find a way to help people avoid some of the earliest divorce mistakes. So what I found in mediation is that people would start in litigation. They'd spend tens of thousands of dollars. They'd have tons of headache. Their stress level would be through the roof. And they would find that they were fighting over things that really didn't either, either didn't matter to them. They felt like their money was being spent inefficiently, or it was just ratcheting up the conflict level in their household to like an unsustainable point. Um, and they felt like there was no end in sight for the litigation. So when they found about, out about mediation, um, they would come to my office, they would have a couple sessions, they would really get down to the root of whatever was left in front of them to decide. And they'd be like, whoa, if we had known about mediation earlier, we could have saved ourselves so much time, so much money, and so much conflict in our household. So that was a real light bulb moment for me in terms of thinking, wow, people need a place to go for divorce orientation and education so that they can really get their divorce started on the right foot. And Sonia was um, at the time, and I'm going to let her speak for herself in a second, but Sonia was actually thinking the same thing. You know, she was seeing it from a different perspective, um, which I'm sure she'll share. 
but she was out there thinking the same thing, which is that people need a one-stop shop for orientation and education. And that's where Divorceify was really born. Um, so when you come to Divorceify's site, you do a pretty simple intake as a client. Um, we ask them natural language questions, you answer them, it takes five to 10 minutes. And then at the end, we spit out what we call divorce GPS, which kind of help directs you to what we think are the best process options for you because there's more than one way to get a divorce agreement. And we also direct you to types of professional help that can help you get to the finish line efficiently um, and holistically. And so it's not just attorneys, it's also financial advisors and um, mental health professionals and parenting coaches and mediators, et cetera. So we're really excited about it. We think it's a great place for people to start their divorce process and really learn about the options out there and really figure out what's the best fit for them. Love that. So yeah, really do you wanna exciting. add? Oh, go ahead, Catherine. Sorry. Um, <laughs> It is exciting because um, I want to hear Sonia's side first before I say anything more, I guess, but um, it is exciting for people to go, um, have a place to go because there are so many options and a lot of times the only options available to you are the options of your friends and family members who have gone through the process and everyone's financial situation is different. Um, but before we expand on that, um, I didn't mean to interject there, Sonia. So tell us a little bit about you and how you jumped into the Divorceify process. Thank you, thank you, and that's okay. Um, so I also was a divorce litigator. I litigated divorces in Boston, Massachusetts. I did a lot of high-end, high-conflict uh, divorces. I was in court a ton. Um, and really also in my own personal life, uh, my marriage was imploding. Um, so I was able to advocate for my clients. I couldn't advocate for myself. And so what really solidified that I needed to sort of help people through the divorce process in a different way was I was involved in a three-year divorce trial. Um, so two uh, high-end executives spent hundreds of thousands of dollars, liquidated assets, children went into uh regression behaviors. And uh, basically, we ended up having to settle because um, in Massachusetts, there's a mandatory uh, retirement age for judges. So the judge was about to retire and he oh, literally God. looked at us after three years and said, uh, you guys are either going to have to settle or you are going to have to start over. Well, wow. What ended up happening was we ended up settling with the very first proposal that I had drafted to the other side three years prior. Done. No more, no thank you. So with that, my, my personal life was uh, kind of uh, crazy and I decided that I needed to walk away from litigation. And part of that was based on what Casey said, the education orientation piece I kept finding that clients were coming to me and they were making three critical mistakes. Number one, starting the off on the wrong process. Why? Exactly, Karen and Catherine, what you said, that they're, they're responding to their divorce and their marriage, how their best friend did, their neighbor, everybody's got a divorce war story, but that's the problem. It's their own. It's not yours. So, and number two, that uh, clients really don't realize Divorce is much more than a legal problem. So if you don't address all of the pieces of your divorce with the right experts and professionals, 
you are not able to get through the process in the healthiest way possible. Um, number three, which we're going to talk about, is um, clients really felt uh, disempowered. They didn't realize that there was, during the waiting period, there are things you can do to empower yourself and prepare. All of those things together with my own thing going on, I decided to walk away from litigation. I packed up my car with only my belongings um, and I left the marital home. Before doing that, uh, as a divorce litigator, everybody kind of looked at me and said, you do this all the time. You know exactly how to do this. It's going to be nice and easy. Your divorce is simple. And I thought, yikes, uh, this is a lot different. It is my life. Um, and it became really critical for me to surround myself with the right team of professionals that really understood what I needed, what my non-negotiables were, and to educate me on what I was choosing to walk away from. Only then could I make a well-informed decision. And so my decision became my non-negotiable, my happiness. I was stuck in a miserable marriage for way too many years. And um, the other thing that I did was I walked away from everything. I left equity on the table. I left a lot of things, but I did it knowingly and having um, brought in the right professionals to help me understand what that meant for my future and for next steps. So with all of that, Divorceify was born. I love it. I love it. And your third partner, Tali, she's also an attorney. Do you want to just give a little bit about her? Sure. So Tali, um, at the time we met Tali, she was working with judges for the court system. So she really saw the burden of, you know, over litigated cases on the court system. You know, part of the reason litigation moves so slowly is the court system is overwhelmed by the number of people coming to it for help. When realistically, a lot of those cases don't need to be in active litigation. Um, they really, so it's, it's very common to you know, feel like you need the help of a lawyer, like you shouldn't necessarily expect that you're going to understand the legal ins and outs of your case, but hiring a lawyer doesn't mean you're going to go to litigation, right? right. So um, Tali really saw that from the court's perspective of how beneficial it would be to head people off before they really even stepped foot in the courtroom and get them to other alternatives. Um, so Tali actually took some time off from the law to learn to code. And so she's like our tech co-founder. Um, and she's just been really awesome in coordinating all the various tech aspects. And like really what Divorceify is, it's a multidisciplinary marketplace of services where you know you can come and we all love a curated shopping experience these days. Like I don't wanna sort through every option on Amazon. I don't wanna sort through every option on Netflix. I want them to already know what's the best fit for me. So that's really what Divorceify offers is like a, a, is like a tech and innovation enabled way to get your divorce started on the right foot. Um, yeah, that uh, makes me yeah. think of TJ Maxx, you know? Yeah. My sister always finds a great deal. But for me, I have to walk in and only see the front uh, circular, whatever you call them. I'm the exact I can't same read way. through all the whole deals going on there. Right. I'm totally <laughs> overwhelmed by that like multitude yes. of options like i just want to know like what's in my style direct me yeah. to the things i know i like right <laughs> so if you're listening to this the big takeaway i'm hearing right now is three litigating attorneys ran for the hills um yeah. they knew that there was a better way to do this and they set out to set up divorceify 
a great marketplace for people to find a better way to do it. So I'm really glad that we met you all and that we're partnering to make it even stronger. Yes. For people gaining financial clarity so that they know where to turn and where to go. Absolutely. So let's talk about some early mistakes people make when entering the divorce process or even thinking of the divorce process. So the first one is failing to confront and decision. Yeah. So Sonia mentioned a few things that like we do focus on Divorceify, but what we think are like the four earliest mistakes that you can make is like you said, the first one is failing to confront indecision. The second one is failing to get organized. The third one is choosing the wrong divorce process. And the fourth one is hiring the wrong help. So we'll start with the confronting indecision. So you don't wake up one morning and know for sure that you need to get a divorce. It's not like a light bulb moment that happens for most people. Like most people, it's a gradual thing, right? Like you're like, is this marriage working? I don't think it is. Is there a way to make it better? Maybe we'll try that. You know, is there a way, it, like, am I done? What would divorce be like? Is that what I want? The period of indecision lasts a really long time for most people. And it's a huge decision to make. So that makes mm -hmm. perfect sense. Like I want to normalize that because that makes perfect sense. Um, that being said, the longer you spend mired in indecision and without doing anything to help yourself get past it, the more likely you are to, 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 to make a mistake that costs you money, right? So how can you confront indecision and why does starting your divorce before you've really made a decision cost you money? Um, Sonia and I have both dealt with clients who started their divorce not really sure that they wanted a divorce. Mm -hmm. And that costs you money because you're just ping-ponging back and forth between do I want to do this or do I want to stay in my marriage? And you're spending money with attorneys Maybe you're shopping around, maybe you've picked one and this attorney's like, can I send that first letter? And can I, can we put together a financial statement? Like, what are we doing? You know? And every time they're contacting you to try to prod you along, they're charging you legal fees. Right. Um, I'm going to add to that, Casey, yeah. um, because I just had a situation this week where we had clients who I, I guess were in indecision. And they didn't realize that once you hire an attorney and once you file that complaint and once someone sends over that discovery, all of a sudden you're mandated by court deadlines. I think a lot of people have no idea about that. They think, okay, I'm going to file, then I can think some more. Well, no, you're on, you're in the midst of deadlines that your attorney has no choice but which to respond to. Um, or, you know, their license is at risk, or you're going to get a sanctions motion against you. So I think to that point, a lot of people are unsure, but they don't even know that filing a divorce actually is a commitment. It's not an exploratory decision. Well, you say that, you know, people don't just wake up and want to get a divorce the next day. But I know that there's a lot of people out there, myself included, who said, you know, once my youngest gets um, graduates from high school, I'm getting out, right? So there was all those years of waiting, but then the time comes and now you're sitting there thinking, well, do I want to do this or do I not want to do this? And it's because they don't have financial clarity. Mm -hmm. You know, they're afraid to be alone or they just don't know what their life will look like after divorce. So when you, um, Karen and I worked really hard on our process of the financial portrait, because how do we know what attorney to send them to or what therapist that they need? 
um, if we don't know what their financial, if they don't know what their financial situation looks like. So it always amazes me when somebody comes in and they start doing their portrait and they realize that their inheritance is not marital because they never commingled it. And they say, oh my gosh, I only stayed because I would, my mom would have died if my husband got any of that money. <laughs> so I just stayed. If I know he's not going to get it, then I'm going. And the other women who say, I'm going to say mostly women, but there's certainly men also that say the same thing. Wait, the pension is marital. I get half of that. He always told me I'll never get that. And what will I live on? So it's really transforming when we're working with our clients and they realize that this is a marital asset. This is not a marital asset. And here's what your life will look like after working on their budgeting, because then they can make the smart decision whether they stay or go. Yeah. And Sonia, I think you make the point often that you, while you knew the litigation process, you needed support in the, the emotional process. And we, we fully believe that um, physically, financially, and emotionally, all of those areas need to be in alignment for you to make really good, clear decisions for yourself. And some people are going to have strengths in places other people do not. But to your point of having a team and that fund of resources where they're all committed to the same cause, which is you, is extraordinarily beneficial. It is. And I think that you just addressed an, another piece of it. One of the things that Casey and I are attorneys, our focus was on substantive legal issues. That is where we are. We had our, our highest value for our clients. So then as, as a professional in the divorce field, you also have to learn to stay in your lane and respect it. That's what you do. That's what you know. That's a wonderful thing. But then you pull in your colleagues. Then you pull in the other professionals to help that client through. So there's that piece of it. And the other piece is exactly what you said, Karen. It's there's most all divorces have the divorce aspect, legal issues, whether it's a settlement or you are in the court system, whatever that process is, and a financial piece. Most of them also have a parenting piece. But the finances and the legal process and making it happen are two parts of every divorce. And if you don't have the right information about the types of ways that you can get divorced and what your financial portrait picture looks like now, what it will look like, and if you don't have that information, there's no way that you can make the best decision for your family. So you need the two pieces, which is why Casey and I are so pumped to be partnering up with My Divorce Solution, because you you guys have the piece, uh, the financial piece, and we are not financial professionals, but we know it's important and clients need it. I needed it. Divorce is much more than a legal problem. Right. Well, and so is mediation. And what's really great about your process is that Yes, you need an attorney, we can say, or yes, you have these financial concerns, but when we can vet them, not vet them, but send them back to you, you've vetted out the professionals. So it's really nice that, that we can transition our clients through your process to find the attorney when they need the attorney, because sometimes in the middle of doing their financial portrait, they need an attorney. You know, we're not an attorney. We don't give legal advice. We give financial opinions and financial advice. But to be able to say, go to Divorceify, here's the scenario, and here's the type of professional you need, 
you know, you get, you've done the hard work for them by vetting out that professional, you know, so that's really so empowering that many people don't have, they just don't know how to, to find someone for them, even though they can find the process, they can't find the right professional for them. And you all can do that. You know, what I wanted to point out is that the vast majority of people who come to our website and use our predictive technology to get recommendations, it's like over 75% of them are just thinking about divorce. Of those people, many of them know they want to get a divorce, but they don't know how to get started. And then about a third of those people are just not even totally sure they're ready, right? They're still in this exploratory phase. And when you, what Karen mentioned earlier, I just want to go back to that quickly, which is that when you file something with the court to say that I think I want to get a divorce, yeah, it's true. You can withdraw that at some point. You can, you can take that off the table. Of course, you've spent money preparing it. You now notified your spouse, you want to get a divorce, like the ball is rolling, right? So you've started something by doing that, but it also does give you financial protection, like filing something with the court. So the time you spend before you file anything with the court can be a time in which financial stuff goes down that you learn about later. If you and your spouse are actively talking about divorce, the word divorce is going back and forth all the time. People start doing what attorneys call divorce planning, right? Like they start moving money around. They start thinking about what would come after this marriage. And there's many, 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 many cases that came to our office where we would finally be doing financial discovery. You know, we have started the divorce, we're pulling finances, we're putting together what the marital estate looks like. And we find out that the other spouse pulled $50,000 out of retirement the six, in six months before the divorce was filed, right? And you can't get that money back. That money's gone now, right? So you maybe can recoup it through a judge. You might not be able to, it depends on the state you're in. Um, and, you know, that's a really important thing to think about. Like the longer you spend spinning your wheels on, are we going to, are we going to get a divorce? Are we not? Things might be happening that you don't know about. So how can you move past that period of indecision? And like we said, it's not just a legal decision, right? It's a financial decision. It's an emotional decision. So we have a number of professionals in our network that can help you make those decisions. So one way to do it is a type of therapy called discernment counseling. And it's something that you do, you do with your partner. And many people are resistant to couples counseling, especially when they're on the edge of a divorce. Like, I don't want to be, be, be brought into this room and beat up by a counselor. Like, we never tried marital counseling before. Now when we're like at the very end, we're going to try it. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But the truth is discernment counseling is different. It's a goal-oriented process with a set number of sessions. And the goal of the process is to decide, are we in or are we out? And once you make that decision together and you're on the same page about whether you want the divorce or not, you can move forward really efficiently and with a lot of honesty and with like a lot of resolution on the emotional piece. Um, you can also just have a initial consultation with an attorney where you're asking them a lot of really important legal questions and like, what would happen if I decide to file? Would we have to go to court right away? What could be happening if I choose not to file? Um, what might it look like for my kids if I got a divorce? You can get some of those initial questions answered without really committing to that attorney or to filing something. So getting an initial consultation is a great way to move past indecision. And then finally, the financial piece. A lot of people are just really terrified they can't afford to get divorced. 
not just the legal fees, but like what is splitting our assets look like? What is splitting our debts look like? Can we refinance this house? Can we afford to buy two new houses? What were our kids live? Um, so getting the financial piece together and or understanding what your finances might look like after divorce is a really important way to move past indecision. And that's something we love about My Divorce Solution is that you guys really help people understand what the various outcomes might look like. Absolutely. Um, to your point, when people, a lot of times when you said they're exploring and they're in indecision, couples want to work it out more than they want to fight. So they're more willing to engage in honest or more honest financial discussions then they will be willing to engage once they've engaged with attorneys, because as an attorney, it's your job to protect your client. So yeah, by I default, like it becomes honest, a little. Honest or, I like that. Honest or more honest. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're all listening, ask your spouse, will you be honest or more honest? <laughs> How much honesty will I get here? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought that you would like that. Um, but I, but what I was trying to express is as an attorney, um, it is your job or an attorney's job to protect the client. So in doing so, there's some level of adversity created by default. And then I also help people try to understand that even in mediation, you know, mediators, they don't give advice or that's not their role. So you know, I think a lot of people go into mediation saying the mediator is going to help me understand. Well, only to a point, you know, because again, their role is to facilitate conversation. So having the clarity, the financial clarity of knowing what you have, what's going to look at, like what your options are, how much money do I spend a month now and how much money will I have later, generically speaking, you know, is, is such good foundational information to help you make a decision. Do I stay or do I go? Yes. And I, yeah. And I think that what we're starting to get into is the second mistake that people make, which yep. is failing to get organized, right? So yep. there is a huge value to getting organized before you, you hit the, the starting line of your divorce, right? So before you're filing something in court um, or before you're like really starting to pay attorneys large sums of money every month to start negotiating for you, the most valuable thing you can do for yourself is to prepare, right? Um, and what is that mean? So part of that is getting emotionally ready. And like Sonia can speak to that probably even better than I can. Um, but I would say that part, a big part of it is getting your financial documents organized because really divorce is ultimately the dissolution of a business partnership, right? When you get married, the state gives you certain rights and responsibilities, and that's the contract of marriage, right? And when you get divorced, the state has to go in and look at what rights and what, how did those rights and responsibilities get dealt with during the marriage? So what did they accumulate together that they're now about, both now legally entitled to? And what are their responsibilities to each other now that they're getting divorced? Like is somebody, um, is somebody expected by the state to support the other person financially for a period of time to help them get back on their feet as a single person? That's like spousal support, right? You have children together. There's there's a lot of financial responsibility there for through child support. So 
before you ask the state to go in and make decisions about your rights and responsibilities, dissolving your finances, splitting things up, you need to really have all your ducks in a row as to what are the assets and debts that we're going to be asking the court to, to divide. Um, and that, if you're prepped well for that, then that process that when the court says like, here's all the different pieces of paperwork you need to produce, or if you're in an out of court divorce process, your attorneys are still gonna say, you can't get the court to approve a divorce settlement unless you have had full financial disclosure and you're willing to sign a contract that says, I have received full financial disclosure and I'm confident that I understand every asset and debt in this marriage. And I'm confident that it's getting split up in a fair way that I can agree to. So you, you know, the, the My Divorce Solution financial prep and the reason we're partnering with you guys to send clients to you is that we really feel like it is the comprehensive preparation that clients need, right? Absolutely. Well, before even knowing what you want and what you have, if you're out there and you're thinking, how the hell do I do that? You, all you need to do is don't overlook an opportunity to gather some information that you may not have access to after it's announced that you mm -hmm. want a divorce. So if you're out there and you see a statement, but you have no idea what it is, it's okay. You don't need to know what anything means at this point. If it has numbers on it, you gather it. Don't, miss, don't make the mistake of missing the opportunity to gather some information. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, I heard someone say, oh my gosh, I left the house and I, I had my hands on the document and now I don't, and he won't give them to me, you know? So make a copy of anything that you have so that we can organize you. We'll let you know mm -hmm. what's missing. We'll, we'll make sure you have the financial clarity when you go through our process. But right now, take the opportunity to gather as much information as you can. Whether you understand it or not, it doesn't matter to us. If it has numbers on it, make a copy. Yeah. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> exactly. And you know, just to elaborate a little bit on that, um, there have been some couples or some people who come through the process and when they get financially organized and clear, they understand that their relationship issues were more financial. And once they had the clarity, they were willing to work on their marriage again. Now that percentage is very small, but it definitely exists. And so again, making sure you know what you're doing so that you don't have regrets later um, it's, it's just really important. You know, that reminds me of something, Karen, with a client not too long ago, and it was actually the male. He, he is getting his financial portrait and they're going to therapy at the same time. And he said, I don't know if I want to divorce or not. And I said to him, you know what, in his review, it's great you're taking care of this because you'll know what it will look like if you stay married or if you stay divorced. But the most important piece to this is you're really giving yourself and your wife the opportunity for you to emotionally work on your marriage because you already have it settled so the financial piece is not coming into your therapy session it's mm -hmm. just staying on should we stay connected and together because we really do love each other emotionally not we don't love each other financially because right. some people right. you know can't overcome that in therapy and that's why therapy sometimes probably doesn't work yeah Sonia, and, you were going to say something. Yeah, I think um, one of the other things not to overlook is preparation saves you time and money. So walking into your attorney's office, well prepared with the financial portrait, with documents that you have captured and sitting down there will save 
money because the attorney's not having to talk to you for, uh, usually it's uh, for several sessions about what documents to start to collect. And we don't have to do that. You're coming in and you're ready. And then we can focus on what we need to focus on, whether it's picking the right process, looking at all of the options, et cetera, children, custody, whatever that looks like. But it really does save time and money. And I think that's something that at least what I would tell clients all the time is coming to me with a stack of papers and documents and just throwing them down at my desk and being like, I know there's suspicious behavior here. My a spouse is hiding money in an account. There's been, it's like speaking Chinese. And this is why one, I don't know your family <laughs> and I don't, you, you don't speak Chinese. <laughs> I don't, um, but and number one, I don't know your family. Number two, I have no idea the patterns of behavior that your spouse has or does not have when it comes to money, taking out money from certain ATMs, et cetera. I would always say to clients, pull the documents. And when you have a moment of clarity in your mind, because that's also something, the emotional piece is heavy. And some days you can't even look at or think anything divorce, and that's okay. But those moments you can sit down, look through it, flag things for your attorney so that when you're sitting down, it's not just this mass pile of just statements. We, we're looking at hundreds of thousands of pages of statements all the time, but that you've actually created a story, your story, what you think that is. And really that is powerful because that's also empowering for you as you're getting through it. And every little step of preparation is a drop in the sort of empowerment bucket. Um, so that's a big piece. Get prepared, get organized. It'll save you money and your attorney will love you. He's so pumped. That's so awesome. And you know, you always have the spouse that has the, the spreadsheet, right? Usually one or the other has the spreadsheet. One. <laughs> <laughs> and they for sure know what it is and it's a no brainer. And I can't think of any time that spreadsheet has really laid out the marital assets and the components of the marital assets and what it's going to mean to divide those marital assets. So while from a like a straight line that's probably the wrong math word catherine but from you know just a very linear perspective a spreadsheet may be a good place to start but it's only a drop in the bucket Absolutely. to the information that you need to know and understand how it plays into dividing assets um, in family law situations I mean, look, getting a divorce like really sucks. It is one of the most stressful things you can go through in your entire life. 85% of the clients who come to our website say that the stress of their divorce is interrupting their day-to-day -day functioning. Like you might be at work, but your head might be somewhere totally different, like most days that you're at work because you are so crushed by the stress of what is about to happen to your life. Yeah. So when we at Divorceify are thinking about how do we get people to start their divorce on the right foot and have the best divorce possible, what we're thinking about is the cost of your divorce, the tone of your divorce, and how long it takes to get a divorce. So look, you can have millions of dollars, 
but do you want to give that money to your divorce attorney or do you want to spend it and leave it for your children? Like spend it on yourself, like leave it for your children. Like we would so much rather have you do that, right? Even if you have the means to litigate your divorce for years and pay your your attorneys hundreds of thousands of dollars. But that's not true for most people. Most people don't have that kind of money and they really are worried about how much their divorce is going to cost. So in either situation, you want to be thinking about how to be efficient, right? There's no reason to fork all that money over to your divorce attorneys. Right. The second thing is the tone of your divorce really sets the tone for your family going forward. Most people who are getting a divorce have kids together. Whether or not those kids are adults or young children, you are going to have to be in the same room with your ex at some point in the future, whether it's a college graduation, a wedding, you know, your, your kid's kindergarten performance at the end of the year, like whatever it is, you're probably going to have to be in a room with this person. And you don't want that to be toxic for everybody in your family. So we think about how do we keep the conflict level as low as possible without making you a doormat, right? Right. The other thing is the duration of your divorce. Like it is very common for people to spend six months to a year debating back and forth, do I even want a divorce? That alone is painful. Once you've decided that you want to get one, you don't want to spend another one to three years getting a divorce. You want that to be as short a duration as possible without it feeling like you're on some like hyper speed stress, you know, train. So like we, we really think about how do we keep the cost down? How do we keep the tone controlled? How do we shorten the duration of your divorce? And good preparation will influence all three of those things, right? And, you know, I think part of it is, is knowing you want a divorce and that this is the right decision for you and taking the steps that you can take to get past indecision, be sure about it when you start it, and then getting really well organized and prepped and having some vision of what it might look like after divorce, that really will help you go into it in a calmer mindset, spend less money with your professionals. And some people might think like, well, is getting a financial portrait really necessary? Isn't that something my attorney is going to help me with anyway? Sure, it might feel like an additional cost at the beginning, but trust me when I tell you that paying for good financial analysis at the beginning is going to save you money throughout, and you're much likelier to be happy with your settlement at the end of it. So, I mean, I think that that's a huge cost saver and time saver and conflict saver because also your attorney who your spouse will probably hate is not going to be the one being like, well, what we have to do with this asset is X. They're going to already have an analysis that was done by financial professionals that tax affects everything, that shows why this is a great scenario for everybody. Um, That's really what you want. Yeah. And so I think that goes into our next segment of choosing the wrong divorce process, the third early mistake. Yeah, so we think there are basically four main ways to get divorced. There's a few outliers otherwise, but we've talked about litigation. So using the court to set your schedule and and going before a judge. Um, The other option is really out of court negotiation. So you hire attorneys um, and you tell your attorneys before we file something at court, we really want to keep this out of court as much as possible. And you Wait have- a minute, can I stop you there for a second? Yeah. Sonia, I just can't even imagine going through what you went through and then the judge tells you, I'm out of here, you, you need to decide this. <laughs> so when you mention the litigation process, I mean, I never think a judge should decide what the fate of your family is. 
I just can't get that out of my head going through all that money, all that time, you being a professional, knowing the process, and then it's out of your hands and the judge says, sorry, see you later. I mean, so if you're listening to this, we all know that litigation, if avoidable, which it is for 85 or 90% of the cases, avoid it. That must have been so traumatic, that process. And I think the other piece is, <laughs> speaking of the emotional piece, if you want to punish your spouse, you for sure need to get in touch with a mental health professional because using the court system to punish your spouse is the biggest mistake that you can make for your family, for your finances, and for your children. And it, it, so, so I'm going to say it again. If you're thinking that way, now is the time to start doing your homework on a mental health professional that you can afford, that you enjoy talking to, because you need to talk yourself out of that. That's a great point. It's a great way to punish yourself. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. And at the end of the day, what Casey was saying is it. If you're going to do that through the court system, you're setting the stage for an adversarial, hostile co-parenting relationship, which, by the way, is for life. So right. good luck. It just it is it is absolutely unnecessary. And I can very much understand those moments of absolute rage because your spouse is pushing the right buttons because you've been married. They know which buttons to push to get the best reaction out of you. I understand. Take a breath, take a, whatever you need to do, but do not use the court system to punish the other spouse. The other thing to think about with courts is judges are there to protect people when they need to be protected, right? So if there's abuse in your marriage, the, whether it's financial abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, like that's a great case to take to litigation because the court will see through that bullshit and they will, you know, do what they have to do to protect you and your family. Um, you know, but that being said, because the court is really designed for those cases, and really those are the cases that the judge and their staff want to focus on. If you're arguing over accounts and who gets this account and who gets that account and who gets this vacation house and who gets that vacation house and who gets this collection of collectibles versus that collection of collectibles, the judges not super excited about your case and being the one to decide what they think two rational people with the help of attorneys should be able to decide on their own. Um, and so we have seen a number of cases that get all the way up to the line where they have two or three assets or two or three through 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 maybe items or debt that they can't figure out who's going to be responsible for or who's going to take and there's like maybe a difference of some amount of money between what this side will accept and what that side will accept. We have seen a number of times where the judges call their attorneys back into their back room and they're like, look, this is probably what I'm going to decide. So you need to just go out there and save the court's time and tell your clients that because, you know, we don't want to have a three-day trial on this. And when we could be helping families that like really, really need our help, um, yeah. so, you know, that's very disheartening as an attorney too, is like, you've been fighting for your client for however many months or years, they've paid you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for their day in court. And then the judge is like, yeah, I'm just going to save you guys a lot of time and tell you that this is what's probably going to happen. So go settle this. And right. then an hour later, your attorneys have handwritten a settlement 
and sent it and sent it back to the judge to like approve. That's a whole nother podcast that I would love to dig into. Yeah. But let's go on to the other ways of getting divorced because that's a great yeah. topic. But I could go on a whole that's amazing. All that life. is to be said that <laughs> litigation is like to be avoided if you can. <laughs> and the next way to get divorced is you ask your you both hire attorneys or financial financial advisors and whomever else you want, but you tell these professionals we want to settle out of court and you let them do the heavy lifting on going back and forth and trading proposals. But really like their job is to settle it out of court. Um, the third way is mediation. And usually that's the two of you, you and your spouse and a neutral third party in a room. That person might be an attorney. They might be a mental health professional. They might have a financial background, um, but their job is not to decide what's going to happen. They're, they're helping the two of you reach a decision by providing information along the way um, and helping you guys reach, um, you know, a compromise. And then the fourth way is like a do-it-yourself process. And there's a few different ways to do a do-it-yourself process, but there are some companies that are now offering like online divorces where they have the forms available and you and your spouse just really fill in what you want the court to do. That's um, becoming more popular and it's understandable why, like the cost is a lot lower, the time frame can be much, much shorter. Um, and it's empowering to do something on your own. That being said, there's a very, very, very narrow window of families where they get the outcome that feels fair at the end of that process. And part of that is like divorce is really complex. It's a complex legal problem. It's a complex financial problem. It's a complex emotional problem. The idea that you could do it all on your own probably not fair to most people. So what we say is that's like a good fit for um, divorces where the conflict is very, very low. There aren't any children. You haven't been married that long and you really don't have that much to divide between you. Um, sometimes court attorneys call those divorces like a walk away. Like you're both just walk away what's within your name. You split down the middle, whatever's in your joint names. Mm -hmm. um, and there are young couples that are totally willing to do that. And if you're one of those, then a do-it-yourself process might be right for you. Um, otherwise, you probably are going to need some help. Yeah. So in any of these processes, Diversify can help direct the client to the right process and the right professional, correct? Exactly. And we also, yeah, and just what Diversify also does is it also highlights the pros and cons to each process because there's also the collaborative process. Mm -hmm. And um, there's been a big collaborative movement. And the reality is that many clients do not know that in the collaborative movement, there are several professionals that sit down at a table for a certain set of sessions to get you to a settlement. However, you do sign a contract in the beginning that if you do not settle the case, so both parties come to an agreement, you're starting again. So With new professionals. Correct. So that is, so in order to pick the right process, you also need to understand what does this process entail? What makes sense? What doesn't? And uh, what the pros and cons to each are. And so Divorceify does that in our divorce GPS. You will not just get the recommendation, but you will also understand the other ways to get divorced and the pros and cons to each. Because things can change. Just as a little FYI. So you might think, uh-oh, things are bad right now. We just have to litigate. We can't communicate. 
I don't trust him or her, et cetera. And you think, all right, that's the only way. Well, next week, when the temperature's been turned down a little bit, you never know. And perhaps then the lines of communication open. So wait a second, suddenly mediation can be on the table. There's other options. So things can change, but you need to know what each decision entails. Yeah. I liked my little tour through Divorceify. I did the, the test tour. And I, I really appreciated the fact that it, it did a great job of explaining the different types of how you can approach the divorce process, but specific to whatever scenario I set my situation out to be, it told me the pros and cons of, well, because you have this or you have these assets, you're gonna need this. And because of this, you're a candidate for this, but you could, you could consider this, but it may or may not work for you. And I, I found that to be very helpful. And I can see how that could be extremely helpful for someone to have all of these considerations as it relates to their divorce journey. Um, it was good. Yeah, And, you know, I think that there's ways to overdo it, like to go to litigation when you don't really need litigation, but there's also ways to underdo it, right? So like doing a DIY divorce and then getting your settlement approved by the court and then finding out years later that you could have been entitled to more money. That's one of the ways people really underdo it. Another way is like saying like, I just like want, I just want this to be over. I just want this to be better for my kids. I'll do whatever it takes to get to the finish line because I'm so stressed out by this. So I'll do mediation because that's what my spouse wants to do. So I'm just going to do it. And then you get in the mediation room and your spouse is like steamrolling you and you're just like, well, you know, whatever, like I, it's fine. Sonia is somebody who has said like, I left money on the table and I walked away and that was the right choice for her, but it was a totally informed decision that she made. And I think the key is just make sure you're confident in the process that you're using. Like make sure you're confident that you're getting all the information, that you understand the decisions being reached and that you feel confident you understand how it will affect your financial future. Because you can do mediation, you can reach agreements on almost everything, and then have some things that you don't agree to that you then take to attorneys to resolve. You can do a hybrid model between different processes, like you don't have to just choose one and stick with it. And it's really important if you feel like you're in the middle of mediation or in the middle of litigation or trying to do DIY and you're muddling through and you're just not confident, like you can go back to us, use our predictive technology and get a new recommendation, or just look back at the options that we recommended in the beginning and think like maybe one of these, maybe I could default to a different process and end it in a better way. Yeah, I so agree. And I do not want to close out this podcast without um, addressing the concierge service, which I believe is kind of the glue that holds your divorce together. Um, going through the Divorceify process. So Sonia, do you want to talk a little bit about that as we close out? Sure. So I think, um, so I think that people going through divorce, you need somebody in your corner. You need somebody to be able to meet you wherever you are in the process, whatever that day holds for you. There were days I couldn't get up and shower and that was all right. Just let yourself be. So in order to really uh, help people wherever they are in the process or in, um, in the beginning stages, we have a concierge service. What do we do? 
Well, it depends on what you need. So it's very easy. You get to talk right now. The concierge service is myself and Casey. You get to talk to one of us. You get to tell us or you get referred by your team of professionals that feel that you need a little extra either hand-holding, support, orientation, strategy sessions. Um, so what we really do is you would come in, you would talk to Casey or myself, we would, for 30 minutes, we would kind of get an idea of what your situation is, what you need, and then we put the steps in place to get you there. Whether it means more education, whether it's helping you get prepared, whether it's starting to have conversations that you need to have with professionals, let's say a parenting coordinator, and you're thinking, I don't even know where to start with the parenting plan, we'll help you. Mm -hmm. If you need to be connected to the right professionals, will help you. If you need a venting session because things are heavy and you have nowhere else to turn, we're listening. So whatever that person needs, uh, we help them get there. Um, and we give homework, not tough homework. We're not bringing you back to school. You lost but, me at homework. <laughs> I know. Listen, we all need a little bit of homework. All of us. We're <laughs> therapist on the phone. That's what it is. You all need a little bit of that you can really count on. And Casey and I offer a level of experience um, that not many other services provide because we've been there. We're attorneys. We get it. We've seen it. I have felt it. So our goal is to really get that person through the concierge service to their next step in the easiest, most efficient way possible for them. I yeah, love it. I think that, you know, what, what our partnership with my divorce solution, the way that that kind of works is you might be a client of my divorce solution already. And then you get your financial portrait and your to do's and it's like, oh, great. Now I know where I'm at, but I have all these to do's to do. And now I have to like figure out how I'm going to get divorced and who I'm going to hire to help me with that. That's a point at which you might be referred to our service by Karen and Catherine, and we can help pick up where they left off. Another mm -hmm. way that you might find our partnership working together is you might come through our process, do divorce GPS, get our predictions, and then get an email from us where we are kind of nudging you to go get a financial portrait done. Um, because we think that that's a really important step in the preparation process. Um, and so you might start with MDS and come to us, or you might start with us and then go to be referred to MDS. And just know that like we are working in partnership with them to really get clients prepared as best they can. And then our concierge service can really layer on top of the financial portrait to really help you get in the right hands to take you to the finish line. So hiring the right help, whether it's, you know, a therapist, a parenting expert, uh, attorney, a mediator, whatever you decide is the process that you want to be using. And we can help you make that decision as well. Um, we'll help you get the right help to get you to the finish line. And um, when you're hiring an attorney, it's not just where they went to school, how many years they've been in practice and how much they cost that matters. It's also, are you comfortable talking to this person? Do you feel like they understand your goals? Are they really gonna support your process the best you can? So we think about personality fit as well, not just like the credentials on paper. And um, that's a way that we can be helpful is help you really think through holistically, who do you need to be working with? Um, so that's that our concierge can really be helpful. I just want to go yeah. through my divorce again to have a concierge service. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, and, 
it I may it, really go ahead. quickly for anyone listening, because I don't know if we've made this clear. To use the Divorceify Divorce GPS, it is free. Totally free. Absolutely free. You can come back, like Casey was talking about. If things have changed in your process or things have changed in general, you can come back, you do another one, and it's still free. Mm -hmm. And you can 15 more, and they're all free. So it's, there's, everything always has strings attached. There are no strings attached here. So just come in and get your, just walk away with something that is completely free and gives you a starting point that you can trust. Yeah, yeah, so if you're hearing anything and you're sitting at home and you feel like you have no place to go and no place, no one to talk to, you don't have to make the decision to get divorced today. You don't have to decide what's going to happen for the rest of your life. But you can go on to Divorceify's website and get a free GPS of some options and uh, that are available to you. So don't sit there and be sad because that really makes me sad. Do something for yourself. And if it's just getting information, then good for you. Get the information that you need. Absolutely. And so on that note, while we could continue talking for hours, I'm sure, this concludes this episode of the four early mistakes and how to avoid them in the divorce process. Thank you, Sonia and Casey, for a great conversation. And we look forward to the next one. Thank you. And to your listeners, you know, thank you for joining and we wish you the best next chapter possible.